Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? I am growing this week by letting Taylor not only take care of me, but like take care of the whole house, which initially was really hard for me. It's honestly, it's hard for me in general to like just sit and chill if he is cleaning or if he's like baking dinner or something, I feel like I should be doing something. Mm -hmm. But I've had COVID. (laughs) So uh, I haven't been able or haven't like really had the energy to do pretty much anything other than lay on the couch and watch Love Island. So I've had a good lesson in allowing other people to take care of you and then it's okay to do that. And yeah, so that's how I've been growing. Well, how did that go for you, letting him take care of you and the house and all the things? Honestly, it was kind of nice after like I got used to it. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You just can work and then you can make dinner and then you'll do the dishes and you'll do the laundry. Wow. This is nice. Just a lady of leisure. (laughs) But I definitely am like ready to feel better and start contributing. But one thing as like an additional growth, we sat down last weekend and it did a reorganization of our mental load oh. list, which is something that I know I told you like probably like at least a month ago, if not longer, that we really needed to do it and we just kept not doing it. And I just put it on our calendar and that was great. It was really nice to like go through everything and add on some things that weren't on there the first time and kind of go through. And we made a tab of like, okay, like this is who owns this. Who does it feel like does it? Mm -hmm. Um, And it, you know, there've been a lot of slipping since we had first created the list like a year ago or over a year ago. So that was another point of growth too, to kind of get back on track with that stuff and reorganize and all that. That's great. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. What about you? How are you growing? Well, I feel like my experience pretty closely mirrors yours because I got COVID (laughs) for a second time, (laughs) Um, which I had mine, you know, two weeks ago. So like I was the week before you. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely Mm -hmm. feeling better. But because of the COVID, which thankfully was easier for me this time, I... Mm -hmm was not able to go on vacation with Seb's family, which was a big bummer. I literally, I thought I was getting a cold. So I took a COVID test the morning we were leaving just to be able to tell everybody it's not COVID. And then it was COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you had to say, actually, it is. Yeah. And then, yeah, he went by himself, which thankfully he, you know, tested negative every time he tested, which was Mm -hmm. great for him. And I was just sitting in bed being like, I wish I didn't have COVID and I wish I was on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that is such a giant bummer. What did you do during the week? I literally nothing. Like I just sat around and Mm -hmm. watched TV for the most part, read some. I couldn't even like, I don't, I've been having trouble napping recently, so I couldn't even do Mm -hmm. that. But I also kind of related to mental load. I created a like management system for our life. While I had COVID. Excellent. Yeah, I had heard about this app or program called Mm -hmm. Notion. And a couple of people that I follow on Instagram use it for like project management for like their businesses, but also life things. And Mm -hmm. I, it was like in the back of my mind. So I like looked into it while I was in bed doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's really cool. Like it is so cool. And I, I really get very nerdy about things like that. So I ended up setting up a system for like all of our tasks for the house and the lake and um, like a an individual section for me and then one for Seb so that we can have like all of our personal notes. We have like a recipe yeah. file in there. Yeah, it's going to be really great because we can kind of see Seb has one for the farm. So we can kind of see how our like personal loads are. Yeah. And also manage tasks. And we put our grocery list in there. We put our Lowe's list in there. So it's like a hub for us to both be able to reference like anything having to do with things that need to get done, which is great. That's awesome. I have to download it and check it out. Honestly, there's a 95% chance I'm probably going to 
petition for our podcast stuff, management stuff uh-huh. to go in there because into it. I remember we, we've been using just like Google Docs and mm-hmm. Google Sheets. And I've been wishing that I could put our Google Sheet with together with like our Google Doc because mm-hmm. it's like notes for the references in the Google Sheet. And you can do that yeah. in Notion. You can put them together. Oh. So that's a possibility. Um, okay. And we can share it, which would be, you know, nice. Yeah, that would be great. So that was really fun and productive, I feel like. Um, And Seb finally, like, got in there and was nerding out about it just about as much as I was. So that was really great. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, I'm excited. I'm going to download it. And then I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot's happened since we talked last. But because of the COVID and being pregnant, I've, like, had a little bit of fallout from that. Like, I wasn't eating enough, so I had a little dizzy spell an actual actual fallout (laughs) yeah um yeah passed out um it's fine everybody's fine the baby's fine but i've like had a little bit of nausea and like some stomach stuff and Mm -hmm. i've had to really apply myself to like eat enough during the day which it's like a full-time job to feed yourself when you're pregnant i feel like because you're supposed to be eating it's not like you're not eating for two that's a myth but it's like 500 calories more a day um, yeah. which when you don't feel like eating, my hunger cues are weird right now. So like most of the time I'm not hungry. So I just have to make myself eat. Um, do you think that is a symptom of COVID or is it a, it was definitely, pregnancy? it's definitely a symptom of COVID. Cause while I had COVID, I was not hungry at all, but okay. I felt the same way, but I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that was a symptom of COVID, but I have yeah gone like every day where like, It'll be two o'clock and I'm like, okay, I guess I should probably eat something, but I'm not actually hungry. And then like, we'll eat dinner and I'll eat it, but I'm not actually hungry. Yeah. But I do think that has been weird. It is weird. It's very odd, especially for somebody. I mean, I love food. So like, usually I'm not mad about having to eat. But I also think that when you're sick, like it, you know, you should be eating more calories, I think, to get better, like for your immune system to do its job. Anyways. uh, But it's, I also think that. The pregnancy is similar. Yeah, it's it's like, contributing. Yeah. I think specifically, like, third trimester, I've just – I'm just full all the time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's just yeah. a lot going on in there. So, there's a baby in there. What size is the baby right now? I think she's probably about four and a half pounds. She was three and a half at our last ultrasound. Oh, my gosh. Four and a half? Yeah. So – but also, I found out that a lot of the weight that you gain when you're pregnant, which on average is 25 to 35 pounds, in case anybody mm-hmm. was wondering, a lot of it's like the placenta and your amniotic fluid. Like a lot of weight is like bl- your blood volume doubles, which was crazy. I found out mm-hmm. like doubles. Mm-hmm. That's that really insane. So yeah, there's a lot more in there than just baby. Yeah. It's not just the like four pound baby that is <laughs> causing the weight gain. Yeah. There's a lot a lot of fluid happening. So yeah, I've just been making sure that I'm like getting all of the nutrition that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to get, plus like the supplements that I have to take. I found out I was yeah. anemic, so I have to take an iron supplement, which also can make my stomach hurt. It's like a it's a whole mess. <laughs> but <laughs> we're leveling out and Good. Also, I've had a lot of progress in the nursery finally. Like, it's come together. So, that's great. Mm-hmm. It was really yeah, stressing me out for a second. <laughs> it was, but it's been really fun. Like, I mean, I only get to see the pictures, so I'm not there in the process. But the pictures look really good. I'm so pumped. It's very cozy. We did blue walls and a green ceiling, which neither Seb nor I were, like, really sold about. But because he loved the wall color and I love the ceiling color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was like, well, I'm not painting any of it again. So mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out. And once I got like the rug in there and the chair and all that, it looks good. So yeah, still have stuff to polish off in there. Like we need curtains and I'm giving the dresser a makeover, but I feel a lot better about that. And yeah, that was a really long update, but that's everything going on with me. <laughs> You've just been growing. There's a lot going on, especially for having been in bed for like seven out of the last 14 days. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you've made the most of it, though. Yeah. All right. Well, 
this episode that you are about to hear is about cooking. And this was a really fun one actually to record, but it was pre-recorded. So we just wanted to let you know that. Yeah, which is actually great because obviously neither of us have felt like talking this week. And (laughs) we just wanted to let you know so that you can tell if you can tell a change in our voices. That's why. All right. Happy listening. All right. Well, I'm pretty excited about our episode today because this is definitely an area where I feel like I have had a ton of growth. That's awesome. This is an area too that I feel like you and I don't regularly talk about between each other. So like I, there's probably lots of information here that I don't know about you. I agree. I feel like the only thing I know that you eat is tomatoes with salt and pepper on them. I freaking love tomatoes. They're my favorite. (laughs) And we're about to get, we're like right at the part of summer where we're about to like get a bunch of tomatoes in the garden and I'm so excited. (laughs) How many tomatoes do you think you consume in a day? In a day? I mean, what's like the most amount of tomatoes you've consumed in one day? I mean, probably like three. How big would you say? Like a average size tomato. That would be like height of summer when they're readily available. And I just like ended up slicing three. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever put them on bread or you just eat them? Oh, I love a tomato sandwich. Actually, tomato sandwiches are pretty much the only thing that I could consistently eat in my first trimester. Hmm. So now you have like an even more special bond with them. uh, They really saw me through, you know. They did. Do we think that baby is going to love tomatoes? I hope so. But I also, you know, she can do what she wants because we've already had some conversations in my family about her having onions. And I'm like, I don't have any problems with her trying onions, but like I'm not going to put them in my food so that she ends up eating them. No, absolutely not. (laughs) You got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, but I'll respect her. Her wishes if she doesn't like tomatoes, because I get it. Okay. It's fine. All right. Does Seb like them? He does, not as much as I do, though, which is reasonable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, did you grow up in a household that cooked? Yes. My mom, for the most part, did our cooking. And thinking back on it, I think that she was mostly at that point, like when we were growing up, just cooking because we needed to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Now she cooks as more of like a creative exercise. Like she likes to look up recipes and tweak things. She's actually a a really very, very good cook. I just don't remember it being like as fun for her then as it is now, I think. And my dad would cook sometimes, but it was mostly like weekend breakfasts and things like that. He's a big breakfast guy. Um, He likes to bake too. Like he makes a good cobbler. So, yeah, I I did grow up watching people cook. I just think that, you know, when parents are busy, it's, like, not fun cooking, you know? Sure. And you're like, okay, I just – these kids need to eat. I need to eat. Like, what's quick? Right. And just, like, you know, mom was coming home from work. Dad commuted from Raleigh, so, like, he wasn't even there till later in the evening. So, it was more of, like, a let's get everybody fed situation. What types of food would your mom cook? Like, was was it a lot of pastas? Was it a lot of sandwiches? Was it varied – I'm going to be honest and say I don't super remember. I do know that she made a lot of spaghetti until I, like, really hit my I don't like onions phase and, like, I wouldn't eat it. Um, Like, I – one of my core memories around that is I remember taking a bite of something. I think it was spaghetti and then, like, having to go over to the trash can and, like, spit it out. Like, I couldn't get it down. So, I know that she made, like, a lot of – chicken like we had grilled chicken or like sometimes you know like breaded italian seasoning chicken mm-hmm. a lot I, I don't think there was like a lot of one thing you know she like she varied it a, a good amount okay. she went through phases too i think like she would find a recipe she would like and then we'd have it a while and then we'd get sick of it my brother also was maybe a little pickier than i was like he only <laughs> he likes canned green beans but not fresh green beans and then we were raised by an older lady that we called nanny growing up and she made him instant mashed potatoes a lot and so he got to where he wouldn't eat a regular potato hmm. so interesting yeah i don't know pat loves that processed food i mean he and i it's funny because we grew up together and now i feel like we eat very opposite like i'm weird about meat so i only eat meat selectively I love vegetables, and he mostly eats meat and not a lot of vegetables. 
So not sure how that happened. Well. (laughs) What about y'all? I did not grow up in a household that cooked a lot. Um, The only meals that I really remember are like my dad would make spaghetti. Mm -hmm. um, And then we would do like pancakes sometimes on the weekends. But honestly, everything else was like hot dogs, bologna and mustard sandwiches. Mm, love pizza. a bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when my mom was on here, she talked about how like we were on the go a lot. And so I think mm-hmm. it was just like we were all on different schedules. And so it was just easier to just get takeout. Yeah. Just eat well, bites. it sounds like you didn't always eat out. It was just like, you know easy to eat food or like easy to prepare food at home. But when you did eat out, where did you eat? Um, McDonald's. Okay. For sure. (laughs) Um, Bojangles. Mm -hmm. We would get Golden Corral sometimes, a Chinese buffet in in North Carolina that we loved. We went there every Sunday for probably like eight months straight. Wow. Literally like we would walk in and they would be like, Okay, oh, here. two waters, um, a tea, and a diet Pepsi. Okay, great. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, we wouldn't even have to sit down. They just would know what we would yeah. order. Pizza, pop, like Papa John's, or this place called Geppetto's in Newton that is really good. Okay. Okay, really quick side note. What's your favorite chain pizza restaurant? Papa John's, probably. Okay, same. Yeah. And when I was growing up, pizza was like – a fun like luxury like we never we mm-hmm. all really only got pizza when we had babysitters so it was like fun like babysitters coming over we're gonna have pizza it's gonna be great oh wow yeah pizza was a giant part of my diet <laughs> no i think i don't i feel like at some point we started making some like homemade pizzas but i don't think that was when i was really little like maybe in high school okay i do think too that my dad has an aversion to chain restaurants so, like you said, Golden Corral, and my whole body was like, no. <laughs> but I think I it's mean, like I think that's a fair reaction. <laughs> uh, but I I do think that part of that is just like learned behavior because we would not eat like where we grew up. There weren't a lot of options to begin with, but like we had an Applebee's and we never ate there. Hmm. Well, Applebee's sucks. So I mean, yeah, but like when it was built, it was like new and fun. Like, people right, were like, fair. have you been to Applebee's? Right. Um, You're like, no. No. <laughs> I mean, I like, I sometimes went to places like that with friends, but, like, that would never be a, a restaurant we would eat at as a family. We had a couple of, like, local Italian restaurants that we would eat at. It's not that we never right. ate out. I just feel like the primary decision was, like, cooking versus eating out. Yeah. Um. What do you think your dad's Enneagram is? I have thought a lot about that. I think there's a possibility he's like a five wing four because of his aversion to chain restaurants. And he's also a big music guy. I feel like those are possible four traits. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Who cooks in your house now? Definitely Seb. (laughs) Well, let me say it this way. Seb only eats one time a day. Which when people hear that, they're like, what is wrong with you? And I, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is I'm responsible for breakfast and lunch and he's responsible for dinner. Which is fair. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, that means that I'm just feeding myself twice a day and he's feeding me once a day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, on the occasion that he eats lunch, like I just recently made a Mediterranean tuna salad and he had a a sandwich when I did that, which I was like, thanks for indulging me. I know you're not hungry, but. What was involved in that besides tuna? Uh, artichoke, sun-dried tomatoes, balsamic vinegar, Dijon mustard. I think that was it. It was okay. good. Yeah, it sounds good. Minus the tuna. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I had to get low mercury tuna because I'm not really supposed to eat tuna right now. I mean, yeah. low mercury tuna is fine, but most tuna is high in mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he does most of the dinner cooking, but it's funny, and he, he, I think, sees cooking as, like, a project and, like, a nice way to, like, expel energy, and, like, at the Mm -hmm. end of the cooking process, he feels satisfied with the job he did. Yeah. It's kind of the same as, like, why he enjoys DIY. It's, like, 
he gets to do a project and then see the finished result. I feel like cooking is a chore. Like I love to eat and I hate cooking. Like the process of it just feels like a, like too much energy to get the result that you're getting. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I married somebody that likes to cook. But our, our process is interesting because I usually plan what we're going to eat because he, <laughs> I think if he were left up to his own devices, he would probably just eat like peanut butter and jellies and I don't know, maybe like mm-hmm. hamburgers all the time. Yeah. Like he just doesn't think about what would be good to eat and like what would be fun to make. And sure. th- those are the things that I like to think about. <laughs> so I pick the meals usually. He likes to do the online grocery shopping because he likes to look at the sales at what's on sale, which is, you know, if you get joy out of that, then then great. (laughs) So he does the actual online shopping. I go pick up the groceries. He cooks and then I clean. So it's like a like a ping pong kind of situation we got going on. It really is, but very well balanced. Yeah, it works for us. I'm not saying that it will be like this forever because I anticipate that with kids, things will change. But for now, it's working. Yeah. It was kind of precarious, though, at the beginning of my pregnancy when I wasn't even – I couldn't even think about eating. Yeah. I was like – we were getting to the point where we just didn't have any groceries in the house because I wasn't, like, initiating the here's three recipes – you, you like run with this. So he was like, you know, putting together weird meals. And like, when I was hungry, there was nothing in the house. I was like, we got to figure something else out for this at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So got a little tricky there. Yeah. What about y'all who cooks for you? Um, I would say I cook more than Taylor, but he, I would say it's probably maybe like 70, 30. And most of the time, it's not just like if we're both home, it's not just like one of us is cooking, the other person is like chilling or whatever. Usually we're like helping each other a little bit or one of us will like clean a little bit as the other person is doing some stuff. Yeah. But yeah, this is a definitely a giant growth area for Taylor and for me as well. But so he used to just like eat takeout like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would eat just like frozen stuff or like salad kits or just stuff that was super easy because it's hard to cook for one person. Yeah, that's very Um, true. But once COVID happened and we were stuck inside, we just started cooking like all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's definitely way more cost effective. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Eating out a lot. And Taylor gets really nerdy about how much a meal costs. Yeah, I think that value is a real thing when you're thinking about cooking. And honestly, Seb and I were literally just talking about this. Value doesn't just mean the money put in. It means the effort put in and how much cleanup it requires. So like for me, a recipe that requires, you know, like five pans is like low value, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so it's really funny when... Especially because he used to just like spend so much money on takeout. It Mm -hmm. was like, oh, wow, this meal... We're going to have this many portions and this is – and it costs – so this is like a dollar fifty a meat. Like this is incredible. That's um, cute. Yeah. Um, and for me growing up like in a household that I didn't really watch – you know, I didn't watch people cook. I didn't – I don't remember really like helping a lot when we would cook other than maybe when it was like holidays mm-hmm. when I would make the deviled eggs and then eat most of them. <laughs> Yeah, so this is something that I learned actually a lot of when I nannied for this family in grad school because they cooked a lot. Oh. And they and cooking dinner for them was like part of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and their dad taught me a lot of like cooking skills. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and he it was really it's really it's like a fun memory between the two of us that he has brought up many times that he'll be like, It just was so nice that you were so open to learning and that you were, you know, willing to take feedback and like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I was excited to learn. Like, but I think it's this like special memory that like bonded us very early on. That's nice. And so, yeah, I think it's something I, I definitely sometimes go through phases where I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do, I don't want to cook. I don't want to do anything. But in general, I would say it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so was that experience nannying when you officially learned to cook? 
hundred percent. Okay. I think so. Like I definitely am still like learning skills and like time management, especially when there's like multiple things that you're trying to make all at once. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I nannied for them for probably like two and a half years. And so that's like a lot of dinners. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and I would try a lot of new recipes and it was great because I was not paying for these groceries. So. Oh yeah. That's a big deal. And also, so I learned to cook in college really. And that was Mm -hmm. just out of necessity. I think that it was nice when I was growing up that our family's like default was to cook at home because that's mm-hmm. just like what I assumed you did. So when I got in college, I was like, okay, now I have to figure out how to feed myself. Right. But one of the things that I hated about that time cooking versus like now as an adult, I guess. Am I an adult? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be classified as an adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes I, I'm not sure. Anyways. Um, when in college, it was like, I don't want to have to go out and buy four different spices for this one recipe because I was, you know, you're building up what you have, what tools you have available. Mm-hmm. And sometimes recipes are really complicated. And I would be like, I don't want to go out and buy all this stuff just to make one thing that I might and not even like. Sometimes spices are very expensive. Yeah. Um, yes, that is definitely a thing. So it's probably really nice that you got to like learn to cook in a kitchen that was like well stocked to begin with. Yeah. I uh, I owe them a lot, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um and they were totally fine that I was like I'm not going to cook meat. Oh, wow. Like, okay. We don't yeah. Eat a lot I hadn't even thought about so, that. Yeah. They none of them were strict vegetarians or anything, but they were into tofu like they were 100% fine to like not have meat. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor, he actually just got a sous vide mm-hmm. for his birthday and he just used it for the first time a couple nights ago. He had a friend over, had a little play date nice. with Pokemon and they made a <laughs> steak. And I think it'll be, it's going to be fun for Taylor because he doesn't really know how to cook meat. Yeah. I would say that meat is like the one thing that I'm not, I don't, oh, well, first of all, I don't love to eat it all the mm-hmm. time. Like I would prefer eating meat out at a restaurant than like cooking it myself. But also I'm not, I'm not like very confident cooking meat. Mm -hmm. Is Seb? Yeah, he's pretty good about it. Um, Especially grilling. He's like totally fine. Um, But like I'm good at shrimp. He's not as good as shrimp because he's like worried that it's going to be undercooked, which means that he overcooks it because shrimp cooks like really fast. Yeah. Um, I love fish. So like I kind of push our diet a little more pescatarian than probably he would normally so he's learned how to do that, which is good. Okay. Well, would you say that you're more of like a freestyle cook or do you like to follow a recipe pretty strictly? I'm a hundred percent follow the recipe strictly oh. unless there's something in the recipe that either we don't have and I don't want to go get mm-hmm. or it's something that I don't like, then I'll okay. just leave it out and I feel like I can make it work. But yeah, I absolutely always follow it what the recipe says. <laughs> yeah. I think in like a dream situation, like one day I would love to be the type of confident and comfortable in the kitchen where you're like, oh, someone's over. Like, oh, let me just like throw these things together and yeah. I don't have to look at anything. Like I would love to get there one day, but that's not where we are right now. 100%. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think I do think that takes practice and maybe a little like natural talent. Like my mom is like that. She can kind of like pull ingredients from what she has and like make something good. I believe that because I've had only a handful of things probably in my life that your mom has made and they've all been a 10 out of 10. Yeah. She has some like, she has a couple of go-tos that people are like very, very about. Like her strawberry jam is kind of famous, which that was actually my grandmother made that too. So she can't take full credit for it, but her chicken salad is widely requested. Like, she's a good cook. Um, I actually think that because she's like that, I've learned some of that a little bit. So, Seb is, like, mostly a follow-the-recipe person. But I'll be like, hey, what if we add something to it? And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. that sounds good. And unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like I can, like, taste something and tweak it a little bit to make it better. So I have to like catch myself and not immediately launch into like, here's three ways that we could have made this better next time. 
Yeah. Because I don't want him to feel like I'm invalidating the fact that his food is good. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I've like, it's not that I can't cook. It's that I don't like to cook. It's that you don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) It does not bring you joy. It does not. It really does not. But yes, I can usually be like, oh, I think if we had used this spice, it would have been really good. Or like, this needs avocado next time. Like Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, obviously you don't cook often other than I don't know. Do you, would you count making a sandwich if you were like creating what's going in the middle, like with making like your tuna, would you count that as cooking? I did count that one. I would count that one as cooking just because it required like measuring and like assembling like a thing that I ate over multiple meals. I would say that typically making a sandwich, I would say no, like a, like a sandwich with meat and a condiment. I don't mm-hmm. consider that cooking. But like if I'm artfully creating a sandwich and toasting it, like maybe. I don't know. It's kind of okay. a gray area. But okay. one of the things that I really love that Seb doesn't love is soup. Like I love soup. And so if we're making soup, typically I make it. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how often would you say you cook in a week? Not often. I mean like- – Zero to two times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I'm feeding myself. I'm like making a sandwich or I don't know. Do you count like making pot stickers from Trader Joe's? Like, is that cooking? Hmm. I would, I mean, I would know. Maybe. See, it's like. I'd say gray area. Yeah. It's like, I'll do a lot of gray area cooking. Like I like um, chickpea bowls. So like I'll put together a bunch of stuff with chickpeas and Uh, frequently it has frank's hot sauce on top Mm -hmm. and like that's not really cooking but it's delicious i feed myself a lot (laughs) (laughs) i like this feeding versus cooking Mm -hmm. i'm feeding myself might not be cooking it it's cooking adjacent yeah okay what about you how many times do you cook a week i would say probably around three okay they're like a full-blown cooking cooking yeah like last night i made cauliflower tinga tacos that sounds good half-baked harvest yeah and they were they were delicious yeah we have recently tried hungry root have you heard of it Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like um both a meal service but also groceries because one of the things i don't know i have very strong opinions about meal services i think i feel like they're overpriced for you still having to cook um, mm-hmm. like the value is, is kind of iffy for me. And I, I also feel like a lot of the recipes don't make leftovers, which is a big thing. Cause I'm like, if yeah. you're going to put the effort in to make it a meal, like I want there to be more than two servings. Right. But the hungry root is nice because the meals are very quick, which is nice for sub. They are typically like healthier, like organic, sometimes gluten-free, like it's like a nicer, I think, meal service type thing. Mm -hmm. But also they include stuff that's not just dinner. So like they'll send you fruit for breakfast. So it's on, we've, we've done it a few times and on the weeks that we get it, we can just skip one of our grocery orders for the week. So it's not like we have to supplement it. Yeah. So when I mentioned that, we had to like kind of figure something out for the first trimester. That was like one of the options we tried so that he could have food and we would have stuff in the house, but it wouldn't be like me having to pick what we were going to eat. Yeah. 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 So, huh. I didn't know that they did extras. Yeah. And they send like desserts too, which sub really likes. They have, and like I said, because it's like a little, it's a little healthier than normal Mm -hmm. stuff. So one of the things we frequently get is almond chickpea cookie dough. Oh my gosh. It's pretty good. Really good. Yeah, it's not as good as regular cookie dough, obviously, but sure. it's pretty good. So those are like just nice to haves. And I think moving forward, especially once the baby's born, we'll probably do it like once a month-ish, just so yeah. it takes a little pressure off. Totally. Yeah, I'm curious how... I'm just so curious about all the things that are going to be different once baby comes. Yeah, I feel sure that a lot of this will change. And I'm like just holding on loosely to ideas that I have because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know that this is not up to me. It's just going to totally depend on the baby. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like right now, 
in my head, I would like to, when we start to transition her to solids, to do versions of what we're eating mm-hmm. that like have less sodium and the, you know, things like that so that she can learn to eat the way we eat. So we're not like making two meals all the time. But yeah, that's, I know. I know, really feel for parents that when they have a kiddo who just like doesn't like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it's that's it's so hard. Tough. But also, um, have you seen that Instagram account? I think it's called Eating in Color. Mm-mm, I don't think so. I think that's what it's called. I don't follow them, but like I've seen their stuff around and it talks about how exposure is really important for kids. So like, like it can take up to eight times for a kid to like try something to actually like it. So like sure. putting it on their plate is actually more important than like them eating it. Um, mm, okay. And like repeated exposure is really important and varying the way you serve things. So like making the broccolis into trees or cutting them into really tiny pieces or like serving them all, you know, all different ways yeah, so yeah, that they yeah. get to see like different options. Yeah. So. Those are principles um, that I would like to try, but we'll see. I am thinking back on this. I don't know that I maybe should have done this, but when I taught first grade for a year, I implemented the two bite club in my classroom. Oh. And so, because I would eat lunch with them every day. Mm-hmm. And, that, but it, I don't know. It was, it, there weren't like any consequences or anything if they didn't do it. It just was, that was like always my answer. If they were like, I don't like this, I'd be like, oh, did you take two bites? I'd be like, no. I'm like, well, this is a two-bite club, so give it a shot. See, and if you hate it, you don't have to eat it. But Honestly, that's a great way to do it, I think. I mean. Yeah, and there were many times where the kids were like, oh, okay, I actually, this is good. I'm like, it, yeah, it's just like it might not look like – it might not look good to you or whatever, but if you've never tasted it before, like just yeah. get two bites, and if you – you might like it. Yeah. I Yeah, I feel like trying is a good thing. Like if mm-hmm. you just try it, just – you know, it's fine if you don't eat it. That's right. whatever. But so, well, to those 14 children, parents, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't know about the two bite club. So then at dinner, they never had to do it. <laughs> they probably never did it yet. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, what is your favorite part about cooking or maybe just the cooking process-ish stuff? And what's your least favorite part? My favorite part is obviously eating. That's like, (laughs) I mean, I am very food motivated. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, eating is the best part. Um, My least favorite part, I think it's just like, you know, it feels like a chore to me, truly. Like, yeah, it's a lot of energy expended for like in a process that I don't enjoy doing. So specifically, I guess, tasks that are like long and kind of boring like chopping things like eh, i could do Mm. without this yeah 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 i hate in those shows when they're like oh this meal will only take 20 minutes to put it together and you're like yeah but you already have everything measured out everything is cut for you so this is a lie and even (laughs) if you are chopping on live tv like your knife skills are so much faster than mine like i mean even if you're reading a recipe online i think and it says 20 minutes for me it's going to be at least 30 yeah, I so. always times it by three. Wow. See, <laughs> and that to me, I'm like, time they say. goodness, like the thought of spending an hour cooking something is like mind boggling to me. I'm like, why do we do this to ourselves? Right. Why do we have to eat three times a day? You're like, we could just get jersey books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because I, you would think that I would be the person that like does decide to go out to eat a lot, but I don't. Yeah, that's true. I feel I like you know. are not like a big – big takeout person i don't enjoy it but it's like uh, yeah i don't know what it is i yeah i think that i'm always just measuring that value so it's like okay well do i want to get dressed and leave the house and like go to a meal or do i want to make a sandwich like i'm kind of always weighing my options there yeah so and we all know how much i love sandwiches you love a sandwich what's your favorite bread i would say probably like a homemade sourdough but I'm also not that picky about bread as long as it's not hard. Like I don't like crunchy bread. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, I know that – I don't know if we have any artists that 
uh, listen to this podcast, but if there are, I would really love if somebody would draw a picture of you as a sandwich. Oh, what kind of sandwich would I be if I was a sandwich? Um, you would either be a Jersey Mike sub or you would be, well, I mean, no, I'm kidding. You would be a tomato sandwich. Okay. For that's, sure. Yeah, that's probably fair. I didn't eat tomato sandwiches for a long time because I used to not like mayonnaise. Okay, same. Not about the tomato sandwich bit, but the I mayonnaise did not thing? like mayonnaise probably until like five years ago. Yeah, same. Yeah, it was like post-college for sure. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, why did I ever not like this? It's really good. It it does taste really (laughs) good, but I still have like a little bit of a physical reaction to seeing mayonnaise in large quantities. Okay. I also don't like, you know, like potato salads or chicken salads or things like that when they have a lot of mayonnaise. Like I want it to be very light mayonnaise. Yeah. And it's also interesting. I'm listening right now to Oprah's book that she co-wrote with a neuro... Scientist Bruce Perry, yes, um, he's also you. a yes, yes. He's a neuroscientist and a psychologist, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened to you is about you know trauma, childhood trauma, mm-hmm. and I just listened to the part about like passed down trauma from like parents and grandparents and how mm-hmm. it's sort of like encoded in your DNA. Yeah. And my dad, when he was little, loved mayonnaise so much that he skipped school one day and ate a whole jar of it and got really sick. And now he will not eat mayonnaise. Like, he's very mayonnaise averse. Oh, interesting. And so, yeah, I wonder if I inherited it. That is absolutely possible. Yep. Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah, if you're listening. (laughs) Can you tell us if that's possible? Feel free to write in. I mean, I will be a case study if you if you would like if you need more yeah. information if for the, if they need a part two. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is your favorite thing to cook? I really like making this bang bang tofu. Mm. Tofu is something that I never really learned how to make. Like I'm not good at it. Well, actually, I think I've only made it maybe done it one time, but it's not a regular staple in our house. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I feel like it's – as long as you, like, drain it for long enough, it really – it'll just become, like, whatever you – whatever – it tastes like nothing. So, mm-hmm. it's, it'll just take on, like, whatever the sauce is. That's nice. But, yeah, sometimes we deep fry it, which is really when it, my favorite. Okay. It's so good. Nice. <laughs> and then, have you ever had the Bang Bang Shrimp from Bonefish Grill? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, so it's the same. It's like a copycat recipe of the sauce. Is it um, easy to make? Can we just Oh, it's so easy. It has four ingredients. Wow. One of them is mayonnaise. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> I will I'll send you the recipe. It's really good. Okay. Um, and then we just put it over rice and then either have okra or broccoli with it. Mm, I and love it, okra. It's just like a recipe that doesn't take that long. I've made it so many times that I don't have to like look at a recipe or anything. I can just do it from memory. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. And it's just always good. What would you say your other like go-to recipes that you make a lot are? The other one is this like sweet potato. It's like has honey and chili flakes on it. And then there's like a boiled egg. I can't remember like the name of the recipe, but you – Make rice and then you put some yogurt in it and then you fry the rice in a pan. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like crispy rice, sweet potato, something, something. So I think we make that one a good bit. And then I feel like we usually do some type of taco maybe once a week. Okay. I really like to try new recipes. Do y'all eat more rice than you do pasta? A hundred percent. I okay. never make pasta. Oh, Almost I would never. say that we're the opposite. We well, Seb really likes rice. I like rice, mm-hmm. but I feel like we do make um, fried rice and like we do vegetable hibachi pretty yeah. regularly. Mm-hmm. But like, I need the sauce with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he likes. There's a couple of Trader Joe's like chicken frozen chickens that he likes, so he always makes rice with those. Okay, but I really like ravioli. And like any, I will any pasta with cheese. I'm like here for it. So I'm not like a real big spaghetti person, but like a smaller noodle like penne. That's like Mm -hmm. my go-to. I feel like it's easy. We also tend to have jars of gravy from gravy in the house. Like when we go, we buy their sauce to have at home. 
And so that's an easy meal. See, that's to me, that's like kind of cooking, but not really cooking because you're just boiling pasta pretty much. I would still say that's cooking because then do you make meat with the sauce or no? Not usually. Okay. Sometimes like um, this week we actually had a chicken sausage pasta bake. That was really Mm -hmm. good. Like really good. But that was one that I was like. It took him a little bit longer than like a normal meal and it made more dishes. So I was like, this is really good, but it's like on the value cusp for me. Like it wouldn't be a a staple recipe. Yeah. Something you do every once in a while. Right. And yeah, we almost never do like Italian recipes at all. Yeah. I love Italian. Italian food. (laughs) I love Italian. It's probably like Italian and Mediterranean are probably my top two cuisines. Asians pretty closely followed though. Yeah. We almost never make American, like traditional American food. And Mm -hmm. this is, I think, where like what I like to eat at home really differs from my childhood is because I feel like growing up, we had a meat, a vegetable or two, and then like a starch bread or potatoes or sometimes both. But I didn't realize until like the last few years that I didn't have to have a meat with my meal like that realization is what has like pushed me more vegetarian because I was like I don't actually get that much satisfaction out of a piece of grilled chicken like I would rather eat the sides than the chicken so I feel like now the meals that we make are more like bowls or yeah they're like a cohesive dish instead of like five different things like and that's what we ate when I was growing up a lot Yeah, I would say the same as like, it's all like one thing versus like a bunch of little things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that you just have like come to that realization and said that because I've had not as often anymore, but when I first became vegetarian, especially at like holiday stuff, people were like, well, what are you going to eat? Like, if you're not going to eat the turkey. All the other stuff. The (laughs) turkey is the most boring part (laughs) of a holiday get together. I actually agree with that 100%. I love turkey. Like, turkey is one of the meats that I really like, but I agree with you. Turkey on the Thanksgiving table is, like, not the best part. There's What about the, like, sweet potato casserole? What about pineapple casserole? What about – there's a million casseroles, and they're all delicious. Also, potatoes. Like, come on. Cheese, biscuits. Come on. We We don't care about the turkey. Yeah. I've been struggling a little bit in pregnancy because I think that my aversion to the taste of chicken is like heightened. Like it was always Mm -hmm. there, but now I'm like Mm -hmm. very aware of it. So if I eat chicken that actually tastes like chicken, I'm like, I definitely don't want this. But if it's like deep fried, like Popeye's or Chick-fil-A, I'm totally on board. (laughs) Well, deep fried anything. Yeah. But Seb really likes chicken and I think he would like to make it at home more. So I'm like trying to A, a, get over my aversion and B, like find recipes that I can eat that he will also like. We do make, we make buffalo chicken over sweet potatoes like pretty regularly with black beans. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. We eat Mexican a fair amount at home normally, but that's something that I haven't really been interested in while I've been pregnant. Yeah. Do you think it's like the spices? Yeah. It's like something about the type of cuisine. I'm just not... It doesn't sound good for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any new recipes that you are, like, interested in trying? Yes, actually. Just because I'm, like, the person who's, like, picking recipes, I try to Mm -hmm. have, like, a running list. So I just sent a couple to Seb. Oh, I found a bean and cheese enchilada recipe that I want to try. So that kind of counts. Contradicts what I just said about Mexican. (laughs) It does, but also maybe send it to me. Yeah. Well, he hasn't had Mexican much at all in the last six months, so I feel kind of bad about that. But yeah, we also, again, with the chicken thing, I want to try chopped chicken club wraps because I think if the chicken were like chopped and also coated in sauce, I would be probably fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And then baked CD was... Just, you know, love pasta. So, well, and I will points for pasta because it is, I feel like can be an easier thing to make and it makes a lot of it. So, mm-hmm. I would say value is high based on the Bracey and Seb scale. Yeah, for sure. Do y'all not feel similarly about value? Like, do, does it not bother you if a recipe takes a long time or like has a lot of cleanup? I would say to some extent, but it sounds like not, not as much as. 
on, on y'all system. Cause I think I just, we go into cooking being like, I know this will probably take a while. Yeah. Well, I think too, this is maybe just my system. I never, like seven, I discuss it, but it's not something that he brings up a lot. But I think because I'm not doing the cooking, I'm really cognizant of like how much work it takes him. Oh, I don't want him to have to do a whole lot of work because he is the one doing it. So, right. you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to toss him the easy ones. Yeah. 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 Give him a slow pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, tonight, actually, and I'll send you this recipe because I feel like you might be interested in it. So I have started to eat some fish mm. in the last, like, year or so because I didn't eat it growing up other than popcorn shrimp okay. at this, like, uh, <laughs> it was called Libby Hill, the seafood restaurant that we would go to every once in a while. And I would only eat the salad bar. Love a salad bar. I would eat the hush puppies. The hush puppies are the Love best a hush part puppy. of seafood. Duh. <laughs> And then I would eat popcorn shrimp. Yeah. Well, and popcorn um, shrimp is like 60% breading, 40% shrimp. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So, I just never had tried a lot of seafood. And so, I was like, okay, maybe I'll start because Taylor really likes it. He is mostly vegetarian just because we don't, right. you know, I, we don't cook it or whatever. And he, so, I'm like, okay, this could maybe be like a good compromise area. That's nice. And so... I just saw this recipe on TikTok, and we're going to make it tonight. It's scallops, garlic sweet potatoes, and sun-dried tomato relish. Oh, that sounds delicious. I love scallops. It looks bomb. I don't think I've ever had scallops. So this might be my first time. Never had scallops. Wow. Um, How did I remember? Okay. Well, I feel like that's another one that's easy to overcook, so just keep an eye on that. Yeah. And the recipe I've looked at, and it's like like one to two minutes yeah. On each side, and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. We will probably make it with tofu as well. We'll probably do both. Just and in then, case. Yeah, and then if I'm, like, not into it, I can just have tofu. That's fair. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, as we've stated, we love trying new recipes. Um, so please send us your favorite recipes to likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. Bonus points if you include a value scale for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Big bonus points. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at LikeHeartedPod. Talk to you soon. Bye.